Following Hannah's directions, I arrived at the Sugar Maple Inn shortly before 10 a.m. on Monday. It was a beautiful drive from Hannah's house in town, up a long, winding dirt road. The landscape changed from tidy, painted ladies to sprawling farmhouses to abandoned trailers covered so thickly with bittersweet vine that only the rusted cars in the front yard would tell you someone once lived there. Then, as the houses dropped away altogether, leaving only the dirt road canopied with oaks and maples, I thought I must be lost. Who would want to stay at an inn so far from town? But as I reached the crest of the mountain road, the trees opened up, and as if I were passing from night into day, the world became all green grass against the bluest sky. To my left was the sugar maple itself, a bright yellow farmhouse with attached barn, surrounded by huge clumps of zinnias in pinks and reds, faces turned toward the sun. Morning glories, now dozing for the day, climbed up the side of the barn. Rocking chairs were lined up on the porch. The front yard was scattered with garden benches and sleeping cats. To my right was a wooden rail fence, and beyond it a ridge of mountains with the steeple-dotted valley below. I walked up the flagstone path and hesitated at the front door, nervously picking Salty's dog hair off my chef's coat. Hannah had offered to lend me something, but since I am a size 12 to her six, I had politely declined. I reached for the brass maple leaf on the green door and gave a knock. Margaret swung the door open, eyed me, and then looked at her watch. You're five minutes late, she said, blocking my view. Are you sure? I had checked my cell phone before I left the car. Margaret made a little huffing sound. Well, you might as well come in. She stepped aside slightly as I entered the foyer. I followed her slender frame, trim in a navy jacket, down the hallway. I tried to glance at the pictures that lined the walls, but she moved too quickly. Despite her pace, her silver bun stayed perfectly in place. We entered a sitting room, couches and chairs and mismatched florals arranged casually for easy conversation. Margaret led me to a small table by a window and gestured for me to sit down. So, Mrs. Doyle tells me you're a baker. Her papery hands sat neatly folded in her lap. Yes, my name is Olivia Rawlings. I'm the pastry chef at the Emerson Club. Yes, I can read that on your coat. I looked down at my left breast. Stupid coat. Margaret cleared her throat. Now, how long have you been baking? For 12 years, since I graduated from the CIA. You learned to bake from the government? She scowled. No, no, it's a culinary school in New York. Margaret looked out the window. Yes, well then, tell me, what's your specialty? My specialty? What do you make best? She said this louder and more slowly, as if she thought I was hard of hearing or from a foreign country. I thought for a moment. Well, Chocolate Gourmand Magazine requested my recipe for a blood orange and sour cherry Napoleon last year. And I was nominated for a James Beard Award for We're a Simple Place, Miss Rawlings. 
nothing too fancy here. She leaned forward, hands on the table. Can you bake a good pie? 